Hey friends, welcome to the Goddess Money Healing Circle podcast. My name is Essence Turner and I am your host as well as a sacred money archetypes coach and a radical forgiveness coach. I specialize in profound and deep energy healing, but this podcast is for empaths and spiritual souls who like me have a love-hate relationship with money but want to change it. Together, we will gather in circle to heal our relationship with money and change our money stories from surviving to thriving. Spiritually, circles represent God, rebirth, and growth. So come grow with me in the sacred circle as we explore metaphysics, the laws of prosperity, and the sacred money archetypes to deepen our understanding of spiritual wealth and abundance. You ready? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode one. I am your host, Essence Turner, your abundance coach. Today's episode, I wanted to introduce myself and let you know what you can expect from this podcast. And I'll just tell you right off, my intention is to help myself and to help other people heal their relationship with money. So on this podcast, we'll be talking about our money beliefs, the new thought movement um, around money, you know, and creating with mind, spirit, and God consciousness. We'll be studying books like The Science of Getting Rich or The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. We'll also be talking about self-love and self-worth and money trauma, money and our emotions the sacred money archetypes, um, I already said God and God and money, forgiveness and money, and just so much more. So in full transparency, my relationship with money has been all over the place for years. Um, I had my first money trauma in middle school and I've made and manifested good money as an entrepreneur but I still have plenty of ups and downs with money. And I want my relationship with money to be more like my love relationship, which continuously grows and goes up and evolves. So I realize I have to prioritize my relationship with money. And there's still some money healing that I have to do. And I'm just becoming more and more aware of that in in this place where I'm really ready to commit to that and not feel like this sense of guilt around prioritizing healing my relationship with money. So I'm not here today with you because I just have it all figured out. Nope. (laughs) I'm on a journey of learning and growing and evolving my relationship with money. And maybe you want to do the same and that's why you're here. And so if that's the case, I'd love for you to stick around so we can grow together. Okay. Um, I learn best when I share what it is I'm learning. And so instead of just studying and reading these you know the the new thought books and keeping all the wisdom to myself like I want to share it I'm I'm really leaning into this motto of we grow together I don't want to wait you know 
two years until I feel like I've learned everything and then I come and start my podcast and share it with you like that's that's just not the way I want to roll I want to you know humble myself and show myself as a student as well as a coach and so uh yeah so that that this is really why why I'm here I want you to grow alongside of me a little bit about me I was a wild child in my 20s, partying, looking for love in all the wrong places, a heavy drinker. Um, I thought I was cursed when it came to relationships. Money was fairly decent, still kind of the up and down thing, but more very, it was sustainable. But what what like what really plagued me in my twenties was dead end relationships. I I thought I was cursed. And twenty twelve is when it like all just came to a head where I was like, okay, I don't want to live this way anymore. I don't want to drink. I don't want to party. I'm so sick of these dead end relationships. Like I really want love, and. But I really hadn't made any changes towards that until my job. I was a bar manager at the time, maybe going on two years and the bar just up and closed, like no warning. I didn't even get my last paycheck. And so it was at that, like that felt like my rock bottom moment where I'm like, okay, God, things have got to change. And I just started doing a lot of praying and I wasn't religious or anything, but I'm just like, I need help. And then I was led to on the spiritual path. Um, I'd already heard before about the law of attraction, but I felt this pull to really start to learn more about it. And so I started going to meetup groups around the law of attraction and developing my intuition. And I just was in this place of seeking because I was so lost and I just needed things to change. And so at one of the meetup groups, the psychic said that I was supposed to be a radical forgiveness coach. And I'd never heard anything about it, but I'm like open, I'm seeking. So I ordered the book and I started reading the book and something in my gut just knew that I was on this mission of helping people heal with the author like yes I am with you like this is what I'm supposed to do and also in that book I began to like just have some healing from reading that because it gave me some deep awareness that I was attracting those unhealthy relationships with men and money because of like my self-worth issues, which stemmed from abandonment issues and my dad not being around. I just didn't really feel worthy of good. Like if my dad didn't love me and find me worthy to be in my life, then I must not really be worthy. And that was just there deep down and I didn't really know it. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I am going to heal myself. I'm going to learn to love and value myself. And that's the journey that I took. And I got a life coach. And even in between my sessions, I was like hardcore. I would like have on my calendar, like cry about this time, do some radical forgiveness work on this X. And it'll just like, I had my weekly calendar set just almost like every night with things to work on and like bring some healing to. <laughs> and um, I 
within maybe about four or five months of starting the healing work and doing forgiveness work around my dad, my dad came back into my life. I hadn't spoken to him in like four or five years. And he just came out of the blue and apologized and explained everything to me. And we got to have a beautiful, loving friendship for four years before he passed away suddenly. And I'm just really grateful for committing to do that work on myself, committing to forgiving him and, you know, having the courage to have a relation, a real relationship with him after all those years. And then about maybe six months after reconciling with my dad, I attracted my first and healthiest long-term relationship. And to date in 2020, it has been eight years that we've been together, loving each other. He's like my biggest supporter. Um, he is my rock, my best friend. I just can't imagine doing life without him. And it is all from doing the inner work. So I ended up getting to this place where I felt like, okay, I'm ready to start helping people with this work, but I really wasn't ready to move forward on my own. So I started doing um, some kundalini yoga to manifest a job in the personal development industry. And I did like a 40-day sadhana with the, with the kundalini teacher and everything. And on day 38, uh, the author of Radical Forgiveness, because I joined the program and I'd even met him and his wife. I volunteered at a work uh, at a workshop with them because they lived half the year here in Atlanta, half the year in Europe. And they sent out an email to the coaches in Atlanta that they needed some volunteers. So anyway, a couple months later, I'm doing this Kundalini sadhana. And on day 38, I get an email from Colin and he says, me and my wife, we really enjoyed your energy and uh, we'd love to have you be a part of the team. So I worked alongside um, Colin and his wife, Joanne, for about three years doing workshops, seminars, and VIP days, just being really up close with the healing and the forgiveness and trauma work. And then I started doing my own forgiveness in-person classes and workshops. And then in 2020 is when I brought my business online and began doing private one-on-one -on -one, one -on work, uh, one -on -one work with radical forgiveness and trauma healing. And I went on to become a level three EFT practitioner, certified circle facilitator, uh, shamanic healer, and yoga teacher. And, but there came this place where I felt like my business was trying to tell me there's another shift that I needed to make, but it was like, I just couldn't hear it. And so I reached out to a psychic and she's like, you're supposed to help people with money blocks. You're supposed to be using your healing work to help people transmute money issues. That's one of your gifts. And I knew she was right because uh, in, in probably 2015, I told my life coach, I'm like, I want to be a prosperity teacher, but I, I need to be rich first. And I wish he would have just said, no, go at it now. Just read and teach what you're reading. And we, this, I might not be here or we might be having a different conversation on this podcast, but anyway, circling back around to that, um, she was like, you're, you need, there's this money course that you're supposed to take. And so I 
I kind of had a feeling when she was the course she was talking about because my mentor Colin had signed up for the sacred money archetypes training and was going to infuse that with the radical forgiveness work, but he passed away from cancer before he got that opportunity. So I'm like, I think I'm supposed to take the sacred money archetype course. And so my, um, my brain was like, well, you need to sign another client first because no, it's not, it was not cheap for this self-paced course. And so um, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to trust and I'm going to do it. And so I paid for the course. And then the very next day, I got a $4,000 pay in full client. And it was just so magical. But I still didn't completely lean into it. I, I started just like dabbling in it with some of my clients, bringing the money healing into our trauma work. Because many of them, uh, I just had this, I just attracted other entrepreneurs. I wasn't necessarily marketing to them at that time. But I was seeing like such a huge shift in their relationship with money, like where we would start at the first session to doing two or three sessions with them and their whole energy around the way they thought and spoke about money just would like completely shift from doing this money archetype work with them. But then I still just kept, I, I, would, I just kept doing the trauma healing work and not making the money healing work a priority for myself or just as um, just setting in the forefront of my business. And so that is what I am doing now. I've just decided that it is time that it that I am ready to really work on this for myself and to help other people. I know I am gifted with helping other people transmute blocks. It's just like the energy of money is able to speak through me to like my clients in a way that they really get and understand. And um, the EFT really helps to clear blocks. And then the forgiveness work helps to like release any trauma around money. Okay. <laughs> so I want to just talk briefly for the, those of you who may not be in the healing world, just to just a little brief understanding of what healing means. There'll be a specific podcast on um, what he, like what is a relationship with money. And then there'll also be a specific podcast on um, the sacred money archetypes. Okay, so here's a couple definitions that I found on healing. One is the process of making or becoming sound, whole, or healthy again. Another is to cause an undesirable condition to be overcome. And another is to restore to original purity or integrity. So based on those, I came up with a definition to really define my intention. And so in this podcast, my goal is to help myself as well as help um, other empaths and spiritual entrepreneurs to restore your original relationship with money through overcoming undesirable mental, spiritual, and emotional patterns with money. So again, that's helping you to restore your original relationship with money through overcoming undesirable mental, spiritual, and emotional patterns with money. And so I, when I say restore your original relationship is because I believe originally 
we come in having a good relationship with money. Like as kids, we love money. When we learn that we can take money, the, the, the paper bills or the coins, and we can take them to the store and buy ourselves toys and candies, like we are freaking all in. We are excited to find money on the ground. We are excited when we get money and birthday cards. I mean, think about a kid who's got a birthday card or you know, any kind of card. <laughs> they are open, they are tearing it open, pulling it out, and they are just looking for the cash. If it's one of those cards that kind of like fold in two and there's no money in the front, they are opening it, <laughs> like looking, <laughs> looking in the envelope. And if there's money in there, they basically throw that card down. You got to tell them to read the card or say thank you, right? So like that is our energy around money. Like we are all in on it. But somewhere along the journey to adulthood, we received messages about money, whether it was intentional or unintentional. The people in the world around us influence the way that we think and feel about money and the way that we spend it. And so some people may have picked up good or really great habits from the people around them. But for a lot of us, we've experienced the opposite of that. And we were directly told or we heard things like money is evil, um, wanting more is greedy. We should just be happy and content. Well, we have. Rich people are mean and arrogant. There's not enough. Life is a struggle. You have to work hard for money. And the list just goes on. And so when we hear these things, especially as kids, we don't know any better and we just take it all in. And this becomes our money foundation. And it's just this money program running underneath the surface unconsciously and so and then we you know have these unconscious habits around money that sabotage us so for instance if someone learned that rich people are evil and greedy and let's say they have a great job and make significant income this uh the sabotage may come in where they spend every dollar that comes in and they wonder why they can't save, you know, but it's these unconscious habits that are sabotaging their goal of accumulating wealth because deep down they believe if I'm wealthy, then that means I am evil. That means I am greedy. You don't want to be evil or greedy, right? So there's this protection mechanism that just causes you to spend all the money so that you don't become this rich, evil, greedy person. And so consciously, you may know that that is like absolutely crazy, but it is the subconscious that basically runs the show. It's that childhood program. So if we don't do things to change that program, unlearn some of the things that we were taught or heard, then we'll continue to keep acting out these patterns. Um, just one more example of, let's just say somebody continuously heard that uh, life is hard, um, money is a struggle, it's hard to get money, like that type of um, 
story. This person may sabotage their efforts to grow uh, their business and keep themselves in struggle. I know that I've been in and out of that place. Uh, another person, this may, this sabotage may show up as them, let's say, being late to an interview that might have significantly changed their financial income. But because they were late, they didn't get the job. Like So these are the ways that we work against ourselves when there's that part of us that is like wanting to align with the childhood beliefs. And so we've got to clear out those beliefs and install new healthy beliefs and feelings around money. And I don't want to drop a bomb on you, but there's a whole nother dynamic at play that many people don't know about. So in addition to the childhood beliefs and, um, you know, money drama and trauma, we also have money archetypes that show up in our dealings with money. And so money archetypes are money personalities that have their own set of beliefs and behaviors when it comes to money. But many people, of course, are clueless that these archetypes are active in their interactions with money. And like I said, there's a whole uh, a whole podcast dedicated to the money archetypes, the framework that I'm trained in. Uh, I want, and there'll be many more to come. But um, you learn about your archetypes through a quiz. It takes about eight minutes. You go through a series of questions and you can take it at essenceturner.com slash sacred money quiz or at essenceturner.com. There's a button on the homepage. But there are eight money archetypes and our top three are the most dominant, meaning they're the, the, the loudest voices that come up in our dealings with money. And so... Just to give you an example and, you know, just, you know, I'll just tell you a little bit about how mine have been showing up in my business. So my top one is called the accumulator and it can feel anxious about money and spending, but it loves to save money and is a good money manager and always wants to accumulate more. Then I have this archetype called the ruler. She's like the CEO. She's a boss which is a really good thing, but she has this tendency to overwork and to think that nothing's ever good enough. If you have one money goal and you hit that and there's 10 days left in the month, she's like, let's raise the goal and try to get to you know the next goal. And so these are these money personalities that have just been at play that I wasn't aware of. So more specifically, one month I set a goal for 16K in sales and I hit it. And there was still a couple of days left in the month. And so the voice was like, go for 20K. And so I'm, you know, marketing and trying. I didn't hit the goal. And then I completely felt like a failure. It was like the fact that I hit my original goal didn't even matter. It just wasn't good enough. I wasn't good enough. And I began to spin out into this negative place, but still trying to sell and market from this place, just trying to, you know, hit that 20K month because I saw some of my colleagues doing it. And I just kept trying it. And it just wasn't from this healthy place. It was like I was trying to prove something. And I wasn't, I wasn't appreciative of what I had created. I was just in such an ungrateful 
negative place and just went to a really dark place around money, which is like one of my other archetypes. My third archetype has a love-hate relationship. And so I like slipped into the hate. Um, and I, I just... I just stopped. So I just stopped marketing and selling probably like for several months because I had to get myself out of that place. I haven't been able to get back to uh 16K. And, you know, in all honesty, I really, really want to, but not from scarcity, not from hustle or trying to prove myself. I want to get there from grace and ease. But with my top money archetypes, having anxiety and there's just like wanting more and more and, and one thinks there's never enough and one having a love-hate relationship with money, grace and ease isn't necessarily easy for me. Grace and ease, they come from the spirit, from the soul. They are these feminine qualities that I have to work at when it comes to money. This is also one of the reasons that I decided to certify in yoga. It, you know, to help us slow down and to get in our bodies and to breathe and connect with our souls. I wanna to constantly and consistently create from spirit and not just from my mind and hustle. And that is what the, the the new thought movement, the new age movement was all about. It's about using our mind and the spirit of God within us to create. And that is exactly what I want to become like a master of. So again, I've committed to studying met metaphysics. I'm taking a class next month. It's like a three-month class in metaphysics. Um I'm just trying to think what I already told you, but I'll just say it again. We'll be studying the different um, new age authors and books and uh, prosperity teachings to create a foundation of abundance from the inside out. And what I really mean by that is if we truly understand that God, like meaning the source, the, um, the universe, the creator of everything, you know, we're talking like just thinking outside of religion, right? This one intelligent source that's pure abundance, right? So if this source of pure abundance lives within us and is there to provide for us, then why would we ever need to hustle? We wouldn't. We'd really just need to work on believing this and having faith that when we ask, it is given and that we are supported. And sometimes we just need to hear about God's abundance and manifesting from spirit in different ways to build that inner foundation. So on this podcast, we'll be talking a lot about that. And in a nutshell, we'll be working on developing and growing our spiritual wealth so that our material wealth manifest in our reality to the degree that we each desire and grow it from a place of ease and grace. I want to point out something. Um, this community that I was in, they were 
um, all about creating from thought and mind, right? And a lot of them were really good at that. And so there are some people that are masters at manifesting from thought and mental activity alone, like using cognitive thought models to create results. But for some of us, we're not able to consistently create using mental activity alone. We need to combine it with spirit and soul in order to consistently create and sustain energy around what we've created. And so, you know, in this podcast is going to be about mind and spirit, but mostly about spirit, mostly on the spiritual side. It's one of the reasons why I've decided to create this um, podcast in like the form of a circle, because in circle, I'm sorry, in metaphysics, uh, circles are held as sacred. They represent divinity growth and evolution. And I think I mentioned that I'm a certified circle facilitator and I've held several in-person and online goddess circles. And when we gather in circle, even though we're not online and in circle, it's just that intention of invoking circle, magic happens. Spirit shows up, spirit speaks to me, through me, other people are feeling spirit and having their own breakthroughs and insights. And it's just so magical. And so I want to invite that magic into my podcast. And so every episode after this one, because I just want to be upfront about it in case this isn't your jam, I didn't want to do it in episode one. So in every episode after this, I'm going to pull an oracle card for a message, maybe a goddess card or another oracle card. And then I'll say a short invocation to bring us all into circle and um, invite in the magic. So if this sounds like your jam and you want to be a part of this, I would Love to invite you to tune in regularly and please share this podcast with um, any other people who you feel may benefit. For the first few months, um, the podcast is going to be released bi-weekly and sometimes during that bi-weekly period, I might um, release one or two. Like at the start here, I'm going to release four um, and then, but uh, this time, this is December, end of the year, I'm going to release four and then I'll pick back up in January and then bi-weekly. But, you know, the first Sunday that I release it, I might release two or three. Um, but no matter if I release multiple podcasts, it's still just going to be bi-weekly. And then at some point in the future, I do want to move to weekly. just want to get my groove first. Um, also, the majority of the podcast will be audio and video. So if you go to my YouTube channel, which you can access from EssenceTurner.com, just click on the button, um, you can watch me on video. You can also, if you need, go to YouTube if you need to, if you need subtitles or if you want to view the transcript. At some point, the transcript will be um, you know, I have a page dedicated on my website to the podcast and transcripts, but not now. <laughs> so if you need the transcripts, um, at this point in time, you can look on YouTube, you click the three dots, 
and then click show transcript and it will be there for you. Okay, so we're about to close. And I just want to say that I'm really, really looking forward to um, us growing our spiritual wealth together and being on this journey together. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So don't hesitate to reach out you, at ssturner.com. You can um, you can click the about and contact button and just drop me a line. You can also leave a comment on YouTube or a review on whatever pot, um, platform it is that you're listening to me on, but don't hesitate. I'd love to hear from you. And remember, you can take the Sacred Money Archetypes quiz right now at EssenceTurner.com. And you can even book a Sacred Money Archetypes reading if that sounds really good to you. Oh, and there's also a free um, mini course if you're uh, interested in learning more about your Sacred Money Archetypes. If you want to, uh, if you take the quiz and you want to learn more, you can um, just opt into the mini course. So there you have it. This completes episode one. I've enjoyed speaking to you and I'm just so happy that we're doing this together and I will see you in the next podcast. <laughs>